My Own Self by Joseph Jacobs In a tiny house in North Country, far from any town or village, there lived not long ago a poor widow, all alone with her little son, a six-year-old boy. House door opened straight on the hillside, and all around about were moorlands and huge stones and swampy hollows. Never a house nor a sign of life, whenever you might look, for the nearest neighbours were the furlies in the ground below, and the willow wisps and the long grass along the path side, and only many a tale she could tell of the good folk calling to each other in the oak trees, and the twinkling lights hopping on to the very window still. On dark nights, but in spite of the loneliness, she lived on for year to year, in a little house perhaps because she never asked to pay any rent for it, but she did not care to sit up late when the fire burnt low, and no one knew what might be about it. About. So when she had her supper, she would make up a good fire and go off to bed, so that if anything terrible did happen, she'd always hide under her head, under the bedclothes. This, however, was far too early to please her little son. So when she called him to bed, he would go to on playing beside the fire, as if he did not hear her. He'd always been bad to do with since the day he'd born. To his mother did not often care to cross him. Indeed, the more she tried to make him obey her, the less he obeyed to anything she said. So, he usually ended by him taking his own way. But one night, just at the fore end of winter, the widow could make could not make up mind to go off to bed and leave him playing by the fireside. For the wind was tugging at the door and rattling at the window panes. Well, she knew that on such a night, fairies, such light, were bound out to be out and about and bent the mischief. So she tried to coax the boy into going at once to bed, the safest bed to hide in. Bed in just such a night as this, she said. But no, he wouldn't. Then she threatened to give him the stick. But it was no use. More she begged and scolded, the more he shook his head. And when at last he lost, she lost patience and tried to cry, and cried that the fairies would surely come and fetch him away. He only laughed and said he wished they would, for he would like to play, one to play with. At this, his mother burst into tears and went off to bed in despair, certain that after such words something dreadful would happen. While her naughty little son sat on his stool by the fire, not at all put out by her crying, but as he was not long been sitting there alone, when he heard a fluttering sound at near him in the chimney, and presently down by his side dropped the tiniest wee girl you could think of. She was not a span so high, and had her hair like spun silver, eyes as green as glass grass and cheeks red as root-juned roses. The little boy looked at her with surprise. Oh, said he, what do you call ye? My own self, she said in a shrill, a sweet little voice. She looked at him too. And what do they call ye? 
just my own self too, he answered cautiously. And with that they began to play together. She certainly showed him some fine games. She made out animals out of ashes. It looked and moved like a fire. And trees with green leaves waving over tiny houses. And men and women an inch high in them. Who, when she breathed on them, fell to walking and talking quite properly. But the fire was getting low and the light dim. And presently the little boy stirred the coals with a stick to make them blaze. When out jumped a red hot cinder, and where should it fall but the fairy child's tiny foot? Thereupon she sat up with such a squeal, the boy dropped the stick and clapped his hands and his ears. But it grew so to shrill to shriek, and it was all in the wind and the world, whistling for one tiny keyhole. There was a sound in the chimney again, but this time the little boy did not wait to see what it was, but bolted off to bed, where he hid under the blankets, and listened to fear, in fear, trembling on what, to what went on. A voice came from the chimney, speaking sharply. Who's there, and what's wrong? it said. It's my own self, sobbed the fairy child. My foot's burnt sore. Oh, who did it? said the voice angrily. This time it sounded nearer. The boy, peeping from under the clothes, could see the white face looking out from the chimney opening. Just my own self, too, said the fairy child again. Then it, if it did your own self, cried the elf mother shrilly. What use are you making all the fu- this flash about? And as with that, she stretched out a long, thin arm. I caught the creature by its ear and shaked it roughly, pulling it after her. Out of sight of the, up the chimney, a little boy woke, lay awake, wake a long time, listening in case the fairy mother should come back again after all. Next evening after supper, his mother was surprised to find he was willing to go to bed whenever she liked. He was taking, we're taking a turn for better at last, she said to herself, but he was take, thinking, just when then, what? that when next time the fairy came to play with him, he might not get too off so quite so easy as he had done this time.